0: Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, is 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new vehicles. Great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous service department to back it all up. And it's a great time to get great deals. All right, Um, Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes Eleven and Fifteen, in Hummel's Wharf. All right, Uh, play-by-play call today. You heard it on Eagle One Hundred Seven last night. Another Phillies win. Reese Hoskins, Hoskins triggers the rally. The pitch, swung on, lined it. down the left field line. It's a fair ball going to the corner. And Reese Hoskins comes through here in the seventh. Two runs will score. Hoskins in its second with a laser
1: double down the line.
0: That is big right
1: there. Eight to four, Phillies lead it.
0: Now back to 15-15 on the year. Scott Franski and Larry Anderson with the call is heard on Eagle 107 and the Phillies radio network is our play-by-play call of the day. Time now for the information train. Every time it comes to the flow of information, I always look at Neil Kulong and say, all right, make it rain.
1: I'm here just making it rain. That's my job. Make it That's rain. That's the world baby. I live in.
0: Make it rain. <laughs>
1: I, I, We've had so much rain and so much news this whole summer. Yes, it's really, like it, it fits together.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, rain, news, wait. Not exactly a surplus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, so what's the uh, Reed and Steelers camp? They brought Desai Blacknall back, and DeAndre Tompkins was then signed. Uh, what were your thoughts on those moves? Uh, do we read anything into it
1: i don't think we really can because we don't really have anything to base it on except the the likely possibility that a multitude of receivers had certain as mike tomlin would say bumps and bruises uh associated with training camp in the nfl um and they, they pulled one guy off brought another one back on um a lot of these guys too are are auditioning here for a practice squad that's going to be much bigger than it's been in the past couple years. So uh, I I don't think the wide receiver position is really one of uh, a whole lot of intrigue for the Steelers this season. Um, I think there's going to be a fifth receiver. I think that receiver is going to get maybe four targets all year, uh, and they're going to play primarily on special teams. And that's something that we certainly don't have a look at. Uh, as far as what the team uh, is doing with a certain player. Uh, In that position, too, if it's not kind of locked up, pretty obviously it it goes to a player stood out in uh, preseason games that we don't really get a chance to look at. But that player also uh, invariably at some point gets released, usually to to free up a spot for somebody who's injured, uh, to come back. So... I would say that really is just a lot the the moves that they've made now are more procedural, they're more administrative than anything, and uh, probably more for the future as in, we we have a large practice squad we can protect guys now Uh, who do we want to keep long term here as we saw uh, with Anthony Johnson um, I thought was really interesting a player that was uh, waived by the Steelers with an injury and then placed on injured reserve which is something that just doesn't really happen all that often um, in fact, the last the last player I think the Steelers did that with, who was undrafted or otherwise just not a real heralded player, uh, was Eli Rogers, a, a player who mm-hmm. uh, sat his first year in the NFL, um, didn't play, he was on injured reserve. In other words, they paid him to redshirt for the year. Uh, it seems like that's what they're doing with Anthony Johnson. That's one player that uh, that won't be in the mix of that. And from there, uh, they brought in a lot of other guys that are probably you know fringe roster guys, practice squad candidates.
0: All right, so now let's get to the the tricky part, and that is this. Uh, when the NBA boycotted, and then it was followed by MLS, it was followed by Major League Baseball in certain circumstances, then the NHL, uh, after getting criticized, missed a couple of days. It came up in the New York Giants camp that maybe they would discuss boycotting the opener with the Steelers. Has there been any talk about that down there, and what has the Steelers stance been on that?
1: Outside of the the you know would they do this could they do this sort of uh, peripheral discussion on it we, we haven't heard anything from uh, either team in that regard or really any teams in general except I thought it was interesting most coaches responded to that question uh, when they were asked with anything is possible those exact words in other right. words that were kind of coached up uh, by some entity or somebody. Um, you, mean some, anybody... you mean You
0: mean a group of people in, in a public forum just kept saying the exact same words over and over again? Oh, I didn't know that it's, happened.
1: It's amazing in the NFL too, because usually they're about three weeks behind that strategy and kind of let everybody say whatever they want right away until you know the, the fire blows up and in, envelops in the entire league, I would, okay. and then they have to go in and do damage control. You know what? They I, actually got know, ahead of this. You know what I love oh, about that? They think,
0: you know what I love about that is they, they think everybody's stupid. I mean, seriously. I mean, we all say the same thing. They'll never catch on. We're all saying the same thing.
1: Okay, it, to me, it's more of a demonstration of of their stupidity or lack thereof. It's the fact that that's their response to the response? You know, yeah, they, know, they go to the same page after. there's a problem. You know, it, it, yeah. it's not. It, it it shouldn't be conducted the way that it does. But right? I think there's a, a an obvious level of measured response that was required of every NFL team. And from my understanding, all of them did something that the public was able to see, uh, not in response to what happened with the NBA, but seeing that this is something they can do. They came together. Uh, they made a point. In my you know, probably biased opinion, I thought that Mike Tomlin and the Steelers did that probably better than any NFL team did. Uh, although I, I would salute Baltimore as well. I thought they were uh, specific... Requests and, and desires uh, going public with that, I thought was a, a, a bold move. Right. Uh, they kind of moved the needle a little bit, so mm-hmm. we we saw a lot of that. And I think in turn, um, they might not feel as if not playing the game is going to help them um, in, in in these specific causes. But we can find a way to continue this. Uh, Throughout the year now, whatever that's going to mean, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. But uh, the the, the idea of forfeiting, not participating in games, doesn't seem to be something specifically that uh, teams are are looking to do right now. But at the same time, I I joke around about the coaches saying the same thing up and down. But you know, I don't, I don't think anything is impossible right now. It wouldn't surprise me uh, if eventually we cross that road.
0: Interesting. Uh, what have the, uh, have the how many opportunities have the players had a chance to speak since all of this? And if so, what is their their reaction been to what the NBA has been leading?
1: I think what we've seen is it, it really wasn't a, a specific reaction to a team in the NBA or anything that they're doing. It's more we're following suit. Given that we're, you know, we both have the same kind of platform, being professional athletes, Mm -hmm. there are things that we can do. There are things that we can say. Um, Some are outspoken about one cause specifically. Some people are are more, uh, you know, vocal about speaking out against social injustice. Um, The the big one I've heard in and around the NFL, and this I think really did come from the NBA, was uh, you know pushing the idea of getting out to vote. Um, that that's something well within the control of of every American over 18 years old, three years of age, so it it makes sense that they're calling action uh, to that level, and it's not something that is, you know, really kind of far-fetched and not something that can be done overnight. This is something basic that they can push people to do and have plenty of time to be able to do that. Right. So uh, I, I haven't seen a whole lot. I mean, I, I know Cam Hayward said something about that. Uh, Vince Williams uh, spoke as well. Um, in, this is Friday afternoon, I think, when you know in the aftermath of, of everything that happened in the NBA. Uh, the Steelers took a particular... Um, You know, they they made a particular point of emphasis on all of this and how they're they're standing with the oppressed, uh, fighting against injustice. Um, In in doing so, as a team, I thought they they did a great job of portraying uh, a very positive, uh, very relatable, and very realistic image. Uh, as well as some powerful words from Mike Tomlin, a person he really doesn't speak out specifically about these things very often, but he stayed on the message of, you know, leading a group of men, leading a team, coming together uh, for you know similar reasons, similar causes. Even though they all have different backgrounds, um, they're coming together as teammates, as brothers on the field. I, I, you can feel that sure. when the players are talking. I really think that he has right. them all rowing in, in a, a, a very positive direction, which, if you link that to football, was really kind of the, the criticism against the Steelers back in, in 2017, right. um, you know, into the 2018 when things started to fall apart. Right. This was the kind of unity I think that, uh, you know, Tomlin was charged with, Recreating on yeah. this group, and maybe that got away from the team a little bit. The culture kind of went a different direction a little bit, but it almost seems like this is something that can kind of bond all of them together and they, they can, you know, be together in a, a very unusual uh season and come together and, and play some pretty good football with probably a lot more people watching for more than one reason now.
0: Yeah, two, three years ago with the Steelers, it reminded me of growing up in New England where the old saying about the Red Sox was 25 players, 25 Cabs. Uh, <laughs> they just all, all went their own their own way uh, and didn't want to be around each other until game time and they were forced to. Uh, what will be the most difficult cut to make on this team? What, uh, what it, position might be the most difficult cut?
1: I, I think the easy answer to that is probably the running back. But, again, it, it's so hard to really tell who, who's been doing what. Yeah, I don't
0: mean I don't mean it as a person, but maybe in terms of like surplus numbers at a position like hey, there's a lot of people like you know, we have to whittle it down to this number and then running back's one of them.
1: I think running back would be the answer to that simply because you you have to incorporate the fullback who can't be cut this year. So are you going to mark him down Derek Watt, are you going to mark him down as well? He's a Watt. kind of a, a tight end? Are you going to mark him down as a running back? Uh, are you, you going to mark him down as his own position? You is, don't, is he just the, the watch on the offensive side of the ball? You, <laughs> you, you don't is, cut him He's going to get released. <laughs> you can't you get, can get, get rid of a Watt now and just wait until the third one becomes available. I mean, you want to imagine, I'm going to, I'm going to barricade myself inside the house to, <laughs> to escape the mobs demanding that J.J. That, uh, Watt be signed. I, I might even be one of them, depending on where he's at injury-wise. But right. it, it's at the running back position, um, they, there's so many different ways that they can go. Yeah. In all honesty, I, I would say, if, if, again, without having seen them, um, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the real surprise is at running back. And if, if they end up cutting the rookie um, just because they can protect him in the practice squad. If, if he's a player that uh, can't protect um, on third downs, you know, his uh, you know his efficiency as, as a pass receiver probably goes down a bit. Um, you can't put him in on third downs. You can't put him on passing downs. Same thing right. if a team knows that he can't block. So you, you have an idea of what he's doing when he's on the field. If that's the case, at least early on in the season, he just might not have the value that you need. You, they might go with the three experienced tailbacks as well as a fullback and, and a complement of three tight ends. Um, just as an early as the season's going type of thing. Um, it, it's interesting because that's going to be viewed... I mean, he would probably be, if not the highest drafted cut. He'd certainly be among the highest. They, usually every year, the, the, a fourth-round player getting released is, is the highest yeah. uh, that we've seen. Not the highest for the Steelers. Um, the Steelers have, have cut guys they've taken in the fourth round before. We've seen that. It wouldn't be a huge surprise in that end, but sure. Uh, they just might not have the need right away, although he's certainly a guy that they're going to want to get on the field because he is explosive. Uh, He provides a different, uh, you know, kind of a a change of direction in comparison to the other backs that we might project uh, are going to make the team, but for my money, in the end, if James Conner is healthy, he's the guy that's going to get the ball anyway. You know, They don't need to see Isaac (laughs) I can't can't even say his name. You you don't need Benny Snell uh, carrying the ball when you have James Conner running at at the level that we're used to seeing James Conner running at. So I I think running back is a position that that we would see the most dramatic move. But by and large, I I think we know who the team is, and and we had a pretty good idea of what it was going to be heading into this year anyway.
0: And uh, uh, obviously Mason Rudolph is safe, sound, and secure.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't expect there to be a move there. <laughs> <Just> um, <kidding. laughs> that that would certainly be dramatic. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine what would happen if Rudolph got cut. That would be uh, oh man, and a lot of statements they'd have to walk back. Real quick on on all of that. So just kidding. Uh, he's probably good now. Should Should Hodges make the team? You know that that's that's probably more of the question. If they're going to keep three quarterbacks, yeah. um, they opened up practice squad eligibility. To be honest with you, I, I don't think they're going to want to pay a third quarterback. Uh, full roster salary I think they're going to cut him and and put him on the practice squad Uh, largely because there's no way anybody's going to pick him up I I can't imagine that will happen so end of of days for Paxton Lynch perhaps
0: so you're saying Duck Hodges whom you praise repeatedly on this show is the guy
1: If they go with two, I I definitely think that Hodges is the odd man out. If they go with four, I wouldn't be surprised if Hodges was the odd man out. I mean, I'm not sure what else you you need to see from him. I don't know if the proverbial, well, he's got some experience under his belt. Now, I I don't know if that benefits him all that much, especially considering his primary primary competition for, for the theoretical third quarterback position. Would be a guy that's got more experience than he does. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It's, it's really hard to evaluate that when you can't see anything. Um, there are a lot of other, you know, young quarterbacks that we haven't heard anything about because teams don't want you to know about them yet. They they want to be able to protect uh, that position above any other position. So I don't know. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me, too, if, if they said there's another guy that we had our eyes on in the draft. He didn't make it. We're going to add him to our active roster because we like the top two that we have, and we can you know look to develop a third uh, because we have that opportunity. And, and I <laughs> really don't think it's hard uh, to find another Duck Hodges somewhere.
0: Well, on the Duck Hodges' note, we'll call it a day because you had the ability, information-wise, to make it rain.
1: Exactly. Quack, quack, <laughs> stay dry. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully we get all this stuff figured out and we can just you know, kind of discuss normal situations here sooner rather than later. It's not too long until the Steelers' first game.
0: How long does it take for you after this segment to then like decompress and get back to normal? Because it's such an exciting segment
1: honestly, it's usually a look over at my wife who will just kinda of like shake her head like I don't even know what she just talked about or what she said and usually then it's me explaining to you have to hear what he's saying. It's, <laughs> there's a reason I just quacked. You know <laughs> it goes back and why I think she's probably just you know, so in the uh, end who doing doing the thing that the the wife wants to do to the husband when she wants to so assert her superiority.
0: In the end you've made me the bad guy in this. That I'm I'm the reason
1: I'm the reason
0: for the insanity.
1: I usually he usually think that you hear the engines of the bus roaring before I throw you under it. Give you a chance to, to, to move. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. What,
0: what concerns me are the moments where, you, where then you stop and then you back up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you enjoy your job some days too. You know, There's, there are things about it you. You, you can get some pleasure out of.
0: It. You're the best, man. I always appreciate Thanks for having you. Me, guys, I appreciate you more than you know. Thanks it's so cool. much. We'll talk to you. Neil Coulong. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Earlier this morning in the suit's driveway, that was the sound of him getting ready to fly into work. He drives a little better vehicle, I think, than some of us. But proud to say mine are from Sunbury Motors, so they're great. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. All right, uh, Zach Berman, next uh, half hour. Talk about the Eagles. Same way we just talked about the Steelers with Neil. We'll get into that. This has been an interesting day. The president not only tweeted about talking with Kevin Warren today, the commissioner of the Big Ten, he also discussed it on the tarmac at Joint Base Andrews. Called it productive. The Big Ten also referred to the conversation as productive. That doesn't mean anything's happening right now. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it has certainly spurred uh, a lot of conversation including Dan Patrick, and Dan Patrick was the one that said, according to his sources, back on August 8th, 9th, that the Big Ten made forego go football. In the end, he was right about that. Well, remember, he was the one that was the one that said it first. Then there was a, that delay... Then finally, they did say no. Well, today on his show, as heard on WKOK, he said, From source, if conference can pass, if, 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 if conference can pass updated safety measures and procedures, Big Ten targeting October 10th to start football season. interesting we'll see taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q. It's 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Great deals to be had. Fabulous service department. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q. It's 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Very pleased to be joined by Zach Berman from The Athletic. Zach, welcome. Great to have you with us today.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, here's one of my favorite tweets uh, from a couple days ago. Eagles are now practicing without their top picks in the last five drafts. In fact, the last first round pick that was out there was Fletcher Cox in 2012. What's the injury situation like right now with this team?
2: Yeah, uh, so the big one, obviously, well, I I guess Carson Wentz is always the big one. He's the quarterback, but there's not much to be worried about there um at 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 this point, it certainly sounds like he'll be ready to go for week one they're they're managing it he has a uh, a lower body injury um now, at offensive tackle, obviously, Andre Dillard out for the season with the twin biceps there's a question about what the Eagles will do to replace him uh It's not as simple as moving jason Peters over from from right guard to left tackle in three days of practice. they've had Matt Pryor out there so Uh, Pay attention to what the Eagles do there. Then Jalen Rager, the first-round pick, uh, he injured his uh, shoulder upper body injury. Um, He is week-to-week. Sounds like he could miss the first few weeks of the season.
0: Uh, Not a first-round pick, but it's still an important player, Miles Sanders. Where does he stand right now, Zach?
2: Yeah, I think Miles Sanders is going to be good to go uh, for week one. You know, the Eagles really haven't seen much of him this summer, but they haven't had to see much of him this summer. They really just wanted to get him – to opening day, so uh, you know, they, they've they kept him on ice but from all indications he'll be good to go week one
0: Alright, so let's get to Jason Peters now there have been some rumors out there that he wants more money to move back to left tackle from guard any uh, anything to that or is it uh, the fact the Eagles feel comfortable keeping him at guard
2: Well, Doug Peterson didn't necessarily deny it today, he said he didn't know where those reports came from um, but he's he's talking as if Peters is is going to be the right guard. Uh, I mean, from 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 my perspective, that doesn't make much sense. When Jason <laughs> Peters has 16 years at left tackle, Hall of Fame career, and Matt Pryor's only career start came at right guard, uh, so it, it would behoove them to play Peters at left tackle and Pryor at right guard. Now they say they they, they don't want to mix up multiple spots. But I think this is the time of year to do it. Uh, you know, if 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 Doug Peterson doesn't want to air out in-house business in the public, I I get that. But if this is how they're truly operating, then that's a problem.
0: I'd like to know what Carson Wentz's opinion is on who his left tackle should be. I'd like to get in on that inside conversation. (laughs) That's what I'd
2: like to know. Uh, You're right about that. I mean, protecting Carson Wentz is imperative right now. And, uh, you know, they were transitioning to Andre Dillard do it out for the year to, to go with Pryor. That would be a uh, a big question mark.
0: All right. So Rager, what? How good had he been in this camp? And obviously, his injury is going to put him out for a little bit. But had he shown that he can be a guy that can be part of this rotation? Because it sounds like the Eagles at the moment are back to the same wide receivers they ended last season with.
2: Yeah. So he I, I, he's been playing well this summer, and, and you know they like what they've been seeing from him. And he was definitely going to have a role in this offense. He will have a role in this offense when he comes back. Uh, you're right that for the most part they'll look like the way they finished last year. The difference, of course, is they're going to have Deshaun Jackson back, and I think having Jackson stretch the field is, is, is going to be a major upgrade. Um, you know, Then they have some other rookies in there, but no, this is not an offense that on week one is going to be dramatically different than a year ago.
0: All right. Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the team, finally had a press conference. He It was wide-ranging uh, and touched on many issues during the course of this. So let me ask you this. There was a point with, obviously, the NBA stepped aside for a couple days. The NHL then followed suit. MLS did. Major League Baseball had selected games, including the Phillies, that, that stepped away. There was some talk in New York that maybe the Giants – may not play, and this is last week, may not play their opener with Pittsburgh. It certainly was worth, worthy of discussion in their camp. Have the Eagles have any discussions like that to your knowledge, Zach?
2: No, nothing I'm aware of. You know, they've uh, they've discussed um, a handful of different things, uh, really to kind of show unity as a team. Uh, they didn't cancel practice last week, for instance, and you know, they had a meeting with their social justice committee on Friday last week and you know they're 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 trying to plan something team wide to uh, to have a positive effect to have change here, but in terms of sitting out week one, that's that's not something I've heard. All
0: right, just, again it's worthy it's worth asking the question just so everyone has clarity on that. What was your primary take from what Jeffrey Jeffrey Lurie talked about? A couple of primary takes there.
2: Yeah, so the, I mean there were a lot of different things. First off, he was like he was very outspoken um about uh you know the the importance uh for uh the eagles for the country to 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 have active change when it comes to social injustice uh when he was talking about covid nineteen uh I, I he said it's embarrassment what is happening in the country right now he 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 said uh he was he was confident that the or he was optimistic that the season will take place but ultimately the virus will will uh, dictate that. Uh, and 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 then you know in in terms of some other things the organization's doing, um, he's he's giving the Eagles off of the the franchise the offices are are, are going to be closed on voting on uh, on voting day. Um, he will on election day he will have, um, you know he volunteered the stadium to be a voting location. Uh, yeah, so there were a number of uh, takeaways there. It was certainly a different type of. Um, annual press conference than what he's given in the past.
0: Let's get to Jalen Hurts. What have you thought about him as a quarterback in these practices and have they given any hint as to the possibility of how he can be used in other ways?
2: Sure, so he's looked good at times. Um, I mean, you could certainly see why he was such a successful college quarterback. He's got a nice arm. He's very mobile. um, And, you know, he's He's really taking command of, of the offense there, but he's still going to go into the season as the third-string quarterback. All indications are that that's not going to change. Now, if there's a prolonged injury, Carson Wentz, perhaps they change that. But uh, short-term, they would go with Nate Sudfield.
0: All right, so that's where he is. All right, um, what position could the toughest cuts come from on this team?
2: That's a good question. I, I would say cornerback, they're going to have some some hard decisions because they have some players that they've really invested in. We talked about Sidney Jones and Russell Douglas. Uh, wide receiver, they've had guys who played well this summer, like Deontay Burnett, um, who, who, who is definitely a, a tough call. And then some of their depth defensive end spots. Uh, Sharif Miller, for instance, a Penn State guy. Uh, yeah. Eagles invested a fourth-round pick in him. Didn't do much as a rookie. Uh, had to kind of play his way onto, onto the roster this summer. A lot of it depends how many ends they keep. But uh, yeah, I, I think those three positions are positions to watch.
0: How tough have, has anybody indicated how tough it is not having a, a couple of preseason games just to see what roster spots thirty-eight through forty-six? Because I mean, to me, that's usually what these preseason games are about. Does that make that tougher? in the coaches have they indicated that?
2: Sure. Yeah, they have mentioned that that it, it, it does present a challenge. That that. Uh, Abnormal or, in, or or different from 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 what you've seen in the past. The thing is, all 32 teams are in the same position. Uh, right. So uh, you know there's there's not just no preseason, but there was a truncated training camp period. You know there was only really uh, two and a half weeks for them to, to form evaluations on 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 these players. Uh, now there are things that the league's doing to mitigate that. Practice squads are expanding, for instance, so they're going to be able to keep more guys in the building. Injured result. The injured reserve rules are different, so there's a handful of, of of different things that are are going to allow for more players. But in terms of making the cut to 53, it is more challenging because there's just less information in making those decisions.
0: When you look at this football team, you finally got a chance, I think, to what, to see them uh, inside Lincoln Financial Field. What two three days ago? What, what yes, was that Sunday. like yep. going back? What was it like going back in for the first time?
2: Uh, well, I mean, it's it's different without fans there, obviously, and, and then crowd noise. You know, you know uh, you're used to hearing booze on certain plays, and you do not really hear booze. Um, but you know, football's football. So when they were on the field, it didn't look much different. It's when you look in the stands that was considerably different.
0: How much confidence do the Eagles have in the testing protocols and what they've been through to this point?
2: I'm oh, very confident in that, and they, and they should. You know the 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 protocols and the procedures that they have in place. Uh, I mean, I can, I I can tell you firsthand they they're on top of that. They do a really good job with that, and and uh, you know I I think the fact that that they've that they've gone down the past month without issue, really, You know, I mean, I think about it. Doug Peterson uh, contracted COVID back early in camp, uh, quarantined for nine ten days. Uh, it, it didn't spread. He was back. There hasn't been an issue. Players who reported the camp with the illness, um, they quarantined when when they were ready to come back. They came back. There hasn't been any issue. Hasn't been any outbreak. Um, so yeah, I think the procedures and the protocols. I give them a lot of credit. It, it, they are working now. We'll see what happens. You know, during the season, but so far so good.
0: Yeah, uh, because they've. How much contact are they allowed to have in practice? I think, what, the 17th of August was the first day they were allowed to have it. So how much of that has there been? Because you and I both know training camp is exponentially different now than it was 15 years ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's been um, – it honestly hasn't really been that much different. You know, players who aren't practicing are wearing masks. But football's a a contact sport. It's a collision sport, and, and I mean, they're – there's contact. There's uh, there's collision. The, the thing is that they're tested every day when they get there, and you know there's 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 confidence that the people on the field uh, don't have the illness uh, because of the daily testing, and and really that's that's been the key is all the testing.
0: All right. So give me non COVID. A primary storyline for the first month of the season. That if the Eagles meet that storyline, it tells you they have success.
2: Yeah, I think it's 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 going to be how explosive the offense could be. Um, yeah. You know, like you said earlier, that that with how some of the injuries they look somewhat similar to what they did last year, but they need to be more explosive. It's been an emphasis this offseason. They have made some changes on the coaching staff, so I would just say the explosiveness of the of the, of the offense. Uh, I'd be fairly confident that that this that this defense is gonna be good. You know, I, I think that they have a good secondary, I think they have a good line, um, they have a good coordinator. But the question is how explosive can the offense be?
0: Fabulous as always. We really appreciate you do great work on the athletic and we appreciate having you on the show very much,
2: Zach. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Zach Berman, the Athletic. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. There's the other guys' way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to. Provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you: the other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Subray Motors Company in the North Fourth Street Auto Plaza, Subray, and at SubrayMotors.com. Selling more cars and. Satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, Matt is covering the vice president today. So, Mark is here today. Mark, great to have you with us. Thanks for doing this. As always, great job as always. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. And uh, it has been a day that's been very interesting. Uh, You don't know what to expect when you start days like today. And then suddenly things develop, like a presidential phone call to the commissioner of the Big Ten and both describe it as productive, nothing concrete out of it. But still interesting, nonetheless. And that's then Dan Patrick, who ultimately was proven correct on what he said on his show on August. Oh. Did he said on the, maybe it was Monday the 10th. It must have been Monday the 10th, I guess he said it. But he, uh, you know, there was a period of time where there was a little bit of a gap in between what he said and then what was finally decided, but ultimately he was correct. Well, he's the one that has put out the tweet saying the Big Ten could start October 10th. As I pointed out earlier, that if that were to be true, if that were to be true, It's still a capital I and a capital F because there's nothing concrete here. It's interesting, very interesting, but nothing concrete yet. My guess is it would take 24 days and I could ramp this thing up because you'd have a little bit of a lag time going in based on the 12-hour week you'd be allowed to do right now, and then you could hit hit it running in a training camp. You could do that. There's no question you could do that. These players have already been going through strength and conditioning since uh, the second week of June. They already have put in 10 walkthroughs and four actual practices, at least here they have. Other places have had 10 walkthroughs, five practices. Penn State had a scheduled off day on Tuesday the 11th, so they didn't practice that day. They didn't practice that day. That's why they didn't get the fifth one in, because it was scheduled as an off day. Need to have one per week in Penn State. That was finals week uh, for Penn State for summer session, and it would to me it would take twenty four days. You could do it. Um. Now, what they want to do, I don't know. Uh, you know, is it? You know, is this a? Can you do it October 10th? Can you do it October 21st? Do you do Thanksgiving weekend? Do you do the first week of January? Do you do it later in the spring? Now, to me, later in the spring, see, I don't want any any season to um, derail in any way a full, on-time, complete 2021 season. That's why the late spring is when I'd sit there and go, geez, that's a little antsy on that. I mean, if they could somehow, if they feel comfortable enough to pull this off in October, that would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Thursday night on the Penn State Coaches Show, Sandy Barber will be the opening guest. We'll talk about She's been working on this. Committee uh, on Proposals. And James Franklin will be on the show. That'll be Thursday night, 6 05. Now, whether they have any more answers on Thursday night than they would right now, I don't know, but it's my job to ask the questions and have the conversation with them. All right. And that's what we'll do, we'll go about it in that way. uh, but we'll see I'll, I'll say this the, the, the credence I put on the Dan Patrick um, Tweet From 316 this afternoon is The first time through When he gave the dire prediction That the Big Ten His sources was not going to go forward Ended up being right It may have been delayed by 24 hours But he ended up being right Okay And that's So Him putting out this tweet Is enough for me to sit there and go Okay wait a minute This is enough to take seriously Because When somebody is right On something huge Uh at a point where people weren't sure. But when they're right on something like that and then they come back with something else, in this case, three weeks later, you do have to at least say, okay, wait a minute. He was right on the last one. This deserves consideration that he might be right this time too. Of course, Dan's heard every day right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK starting at 10 o'clock. So that's where we are. After that, you'll see. By the way, Central Arkansas played on Saturday night against Austin P. Central Arkansas will play again Thursday night. Central Arkansas just had its post football COVID test zero positives. Okay. I never thought In my entire career Which has spanned more than four decades That I would be quoting Testing results from central Arkansas Ever But it's what we have to work with So that's what we work with Central Arkansas, post-game, their post-football testing results, and the test was done yesterday, had zero positives after playing a game. They played Thursday night, by the way. I believe they're playing Memphis. Today's show has been brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com.